Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's a.k.a. Radio Red. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the first time we are live streaming this show on Facebook. So hello to Facebook world. I don't know if anybody's finding us or watching, but we are here. I'm AKA Radio Red. My show is Read My Lips, Cool Conversations with Creatives. You can see the background behind me. I've been broadcasting the show for many, many, many years under different names and recently brought it to Voice America Radio. We were on the Variety Channel for a while and a couple months ago in mid-2020, the year year that we wish wasn't, we moved over to the Empowerment Channel. So thrilled to be here. My show is about creative conversations. It's not a webinar, and I'm not asking grueling questions and putting people in the hot seat, and we're not rude, and we're not, yeah, I know my guests are going, wow, that's a relief. I have two very interesting women here on the show with me today. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about them, and then we'll get started. I also have a couple of departments on the show. One is national holidays. There are holidays happening this week you probably have never heard of because nobody has, but I have a a special magic calendar that finds holidays that you didn't know existed, and maybe you'll be sorry that you listened to them. We also have a couple of famous birthdays today. I have some interesting people. Not that many people were born that I knew for today, but enough that you will be interested. And by the way, it is February 1st, the 32nd day of the Gregorian calendar. 333 days are left to 2021. I hope it's a better year and we don't want to hurry through it. And that means if you want something special to drink on New Year's Eve before 2022, start thinking about it now because the the wine stores and the booze stores are going to, you know, you can come October, November, December, you won't be able to get anything good. This is the fifth Monday of the year. And a quick shout out to LLL, lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener. Rebecca Freeling, say hello. Natasha Miller, say hello. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hi. I want you to both do a shout out to LLL. Say happy February 1st, LLL. Here we go. One, two, three. Happy, Happy February, February 1st, 1st. LLLL. There you go. We have been taking up a, a pretend GoFundMe to send LLL to live in London because she lives in Whitestone, New York, and that doesn't start with an yeah, it L. It doesn't start with L. It doesn't so, matter. Natasha, I'm trying to send her to London, and maybe somebody said to me Larchmont, but that's in Westchester near where she lives, and that's not exciting enough. So, we're, we're still, but it's, it's, it's pretend. It's a fantasy yeah, GoFundMe. I like so, London. I like London. I think I, that's a great way to send her. I think so. It'd be lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener in London. Rebecca, what do you think? Good idea? I think it's a great idea. And she should have some pet llamas. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thank you. Well, we're starting off, starting the ground running, hitting the ground running. Here we go. So let me tell you who my very special guests are today. We're going to start off with Natasha Miller. Let me spell her name for you so you can find her if you're looking for N-A-T-A-J-I-A. Very interesting. First name Miller, you all know how to spell that. She's a diversity, equity, and inclusion consultant, something that's so important to companies, big and small today. D&I, diversity and inclusion. You want a workforce that has somebody from every place, every way of life, shortcomings, longcomings, whatever they've got, you want you want their input and you want their creative and you want their passion and their commitment to work. But she's not here because of that. She's here because she's a global traveler who has lived in Dubai and China. I don't even know where she was born. She'll tell us in a few minutes. She Get this. 
Natasha was an award-winning stand-up comedian in Dubai. How do you do that? Okay. And a guest correspondent for China's national news station. I, Rebecca, uh, Natasha, pronounce the name of the station for me. What is it? Xinhua. Xinhua Live, where her YouTube videos had hundreds of thousands of views. She had the number one video of the quarter twice, and she has been writing songs and poetry and doing choreography since the age of 10. Natasha, say hello. Howdy, howdy. Hey, everybody. Oh, I like that. I like that. Tell me something. When you were a correspondent for China's national news station, did were you speaking Chinese or what were you what were you speaking? Yeah. So actually, it was a it was a bit of both. Right. Whereas if I'm, if I'm talking to the audience, like I'm speaking in English because I was a part of the English department. But when I'm interviewing people, I have to interview in Chinese because I'm interviewing farmers and, you know, people from really rural areas who just don't speak English. Thank you. Very, very interesting. A lot of multilinguistic and multitasking going on. We'll learn a lot more about you and your creativity, certainly, and where you started and how you got where you were and what in the world. I did stand up, too, so I'm, I have oh, an affinity nice. for people who do that. And we also have Rebecca Freeling, F-R-E-E-L-I-N-G. If you want to find her and her name, Rebecca is R-E-B-E-C-A-H, a little different than a lot of people spell it. She's the owner of a company called Wits End Parenting. Now, just let me let that sink in. If you're a parent and you're at your wit's end, you know what Rebecca specializes in. She's a child behavior expert. She specializes in kids with defiance and oppositional behavior, emotional volatility, aggression, and other quote-unquote problem behaviors because Rebecca has ways of defining who these children are that hopefully will help families. And she's helped lots and lots of families get through to these children and make them, I should say, what do I say, Rebecca, Valuable, mem- valued members of the family instead of, oh my God, there's Billy, what are right. we going to do with him? And, and Rebecca also is the author of, and I read her book today, Your Rules Are Dumb. How to maintain, it, it, it does spell it that way, doesn't it, Rebecca? Yep. Dumb, I think so. How to maintain your parental authority while creating a partnership with your spirited child. She also developed the agreement game for teaching cooperation and collaboration to strong-willed kids. Rebecca Freeling, welcome to read my lips. Just tell us a little bit about how did you get started doing this and Wits and Parroting? That's a very interesting company name. Go ahead, Rebecca. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. Um, I started out as a preschool teacher, um, fresh out of a Waldorf teacher training program where um, I was sort of led to believe that if I sang the right song in the right key at the right time, all the little children would come sort of running up to me with their sweet little faces and want to hear all my, you know, little magical things. Um, And that was true for many of them. Um, But there were some who just had a little something extra. And the more of those kids I ran into, the more I was determined to, to really bring out these amazing strengths they had. These kids had been kicked out of other preschools, um, which never, which didn't make any sense to me. Fortunately, at that time, I was idealistic enough to be like, what, why are we kicking people out of preschool for not having social skills, yep. for not being able to, to deal with their feelings? Um, and so I was just bound and determined, I'm not kicking any of these kids out. We're keeping all of them. We're integrating them into the classroom. And I just basically transformed everything about the way I taught and the way I set things up, the way I interacted with the kids. Um, And it became this haven um, for these really powerful, powerful kids. And um, 
So yeah, now I'm doing that with, now I'm showing parents how to, how to bring those, those powerful qualities out in a way that's really beneficial to everybody in the family. And, and everybody in, in the school and everybody in the neighborhood and everybody in the house, everybody in the extended family and society, we should say. And you make some very strong statements in your book, Rebecca Freeling, about the fact that these are the kids who can make differences in the world yep. and have the, the strength and the, the sense of power and who want control but want to contribute as well. Thank you for that. Very interesting. Natasha, I'm going to go back to you. Let's get a little more background from you. And if you're just tuning in, this is Read My Lips, Cool Conversations with Creatives. I am AKA Radio Red. I have other names. I've been called Good, Good, Better, or Worse, but I'm Red on the show, just so you know. I'm also a business broadcaster, also on Voice America, and I have more than 50 radio series. But this is my Monday night series, and I'm loving this because it's less structured and it's very, very free form, free wheeling. And I talk to creatives. And if you missed the introduction to the show, which is voiced by my good friend, Ryan Treasure, the VP at Voice America. I call him VP of everything. Uh, I, I talk to people about their creativity. It's not because Rebecca is a child behavior expert. It's not because Natasha Miller deals with diversity and inclusion in companies. It's because they are living a type of lifestyle. They have created ways of dealing with the world, with their own lives, things that make them happy, things that relate them to other people. And I am always interested in the creativity that makes people be who they are and makes them tick and helps all of us. So we're talking to Rebecca because she has found a creative way, even the name of your company, Rebecca, Wits and Parenting. I can't get over that one. (laughs) There's a creativity. Oh, I got to take my kid to a psychologist. And yeah, he's been acting out. And Billy, I don't know. We want to lock him up somewhere. And Rebecca says, no, we're going to get Billy to work with the family. And Natasha goes to Dubai and she goes to China. And she says, oh, I think I'm going to have videos. Oh, I think I'm going to be a news correspondent. Oh, I think I'll interview farmers in China and I don't even speak the language. That to me, ladies, is creativity. And that's why we're here to find out more. Natasha, we have to learn a little bit more about you before we do the famous birthdays and the national holidays nobody cares about, but you will all have to make comments about them when I read them. Natasha, how did you get from where? I don't even know where you start. How do you get from where? It's a good way to interview somebody. How'd you get from where to Dubai and China? Which came first? I have some newspaper articles you sent me. Thank you. But give us a little bit of a journey. Just take about three or four minutes. We'd love to know. Natasha. Yeah, sure. So very, I'm going to put like four, five, six years into four minutes right now. So basically, I'm born and raised in the Bahamas which I love. I am like bleeding Bahamian. I love my country too much. And fun fact for you, Red and Rebecca and everybody listening, I live five minutes away from swimming pigs. So I'm not sure if you guys have heard of them, the swimming pigs of the Bahamas. No. Yeah. yeah, they're a big thing. Kim Kardashian was here. Every every celebrity that you can think of has been here. Will Smith was here recently. So it's a big thing. So usually, you know, when I say that I, I live five minutes from the swimming pigs, people are like, oh my gosh, yeah. Well, what is a so, swimming pig? What are they? They're literally like pigs that swim. They swim out to boats and, you know, you feed them in the ocean and people love it. People love it. So they are well, like, I, I always call them the, the most spoiled pigs in the world. Well, you've heard of that'll happen when pigs fly and there are all kinds of commercials yes. on TV with pigs <laughs> yes. flying past, past yes. the window, but never yes. when pigs swim. So we can't nope. say because they were already doing it. So tell me more. How'd you get from the Bahamas yeah. to, to where you went? Yeah, sure. So basically after... I moved from the Bahamas. I did my undergrad in Miami and then my master's in Georgia. And I just wanted to, at that time, learn more about hospitality. So I was working in the U.S. for a year and then I came back home and then 
started applying to everywhere in the world because I became a culture junkie while I was in university. So applied everywhere and got a call back from <clears throat> hashtag Dubai. And I'm like, wait, what? What? Are you serious? Me? Little old Bahamas girl? Me? Island gal? So anyway, went there and I worked there for three years. And, you know, people people don't know this about Dubai, but it's like a lot of work. Like you literally work 50, 60 hours. It's a norm. So my escape from all of that working was comedy. I, I I signed up for this like stand-up comedy thing that was like, we have a six-week program and we'll teach you how to be funny. And I'm like, hey, that sounds great, right? So I joined that. And then one of the leaders from there, she's actually from New York too. So she's from New York and her husband is local from Dubai. And they created this thing called Dubami. And basically they told me to come back. And then I started doing improv with them, joined their improv troupe, started started to be a part of her comedy, um, her comedy girls group and just grew from there. So that basically was that how that worked. And then after that, stayed there for three years and was like, I want to see more culture. So how how do you get more away from your own culture than to visit China and live there for a year and a half? I don't even know. Wow. I, I have to tell you, I have to tell my listeners, I met both of these ladies at the virtual national publicity summit. I've been a media guest there for, I think, 10 years now and wow. used to do it when I lived on Long Island, New York. And it was held at the Penn Hotel pre-COVID. And I would take the Long Island Railroad into the city and go to the Penn Hotel and meet 18 or 20 other media people on a Saturday morning. And then we were marched into the grand ballroom at the Penn Hotel on the top floor. And I got a seat on Radio Radio Row. And I was very funny. I either got a standing ovation or a lot of clapping from the audience. I said, I'm the desperate radio, desperate lady of radio because I'm on every week and I need to have guests. Anyway, I could book, speed book, 45 guests in two and a half hours. I came with appointment cards and I could speed book in two and a half hours and fill six months of radio shows. But that's not what I'm trying to tell you. Natasha, I took comedy training in New York with Steve Rosenfeld's American Comedy Institute. And I was on stage at Caroline's with other newbies. We were bookended, my word, by a uh, not a veteran comedian, but an experienced comedian who opened and closed the show. Talk about knees knocking. OMG raw and you had to bring your family and they had to pay real ticket prices at Caroline's in New York. And I did that. I won't tell you how many years ago. And then I studied improv with Michael Gelman from Chicago, second city was teaching and a bunch of very well known. So I took improv and comedy and I had my own troupe. And I won't tell you what my name was, but it was somebody, somebody and Du Bois because I had a bunch of milk and we did boarded bookstores and local libraries on Long Island. Awesome. Can you believe that? That's so awesome. We, we didn't want to go to the smoky clubs and we got thrown out of borders once because <laughs> my show was so successful. Get this. The show was so successful that the woman in charge of the, I'm not saying anything bad about borders books. We love borders books. It was so successful that over 200 people came and packed into the cafe to hear the comedy show and nobody was buying coffee and cake or anything from, from the coffee shop and they didn't oh, no. sell much. And they said, you, you people came here to hear a free comedy show. We want you to buy stuff. So she she blackballed me to the other borders around, <laughs> around Long Island. And one of my comedians used the V word as in the blank Mary at Christmas time, mm-hmm. the V word. And mm-hmm. a woman had her 10 year old son with her that night. And she was deeply offended that we used the V word. I'm not using a body part. And yeah. that was another reason we got blackballed, Natasha, to other borders around. So I had to tell the other stores, my comedians had to give a list of any bad words <laughs> in advance. <laughs> in, in advance. Yeah. Nata- Nata- Rebecca, are you shocked? <laughs> <laughs> 
it's just so funny what 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 offends people and like yeah. how you can get kicked out of places. And this was so pre PC. This mm-hmm. was before before Me Too and before PC. Yeah. And you have to. Yeah. This was we were just living our living our dream, doing comedy for free. And anyway, I had to tell you that Natasha, you brought back such good memories for me. Oh, Thank yay. you very much, ladies. Are you ready for the holidays that you've never yay. heard of that yes, you didn't I want to celebrate something? <laughs> oh, I'm going to give you plenty to celebrate. So today is Monday, February 1st. I do have a personal note. My mom, who passed away in my arms at the age of 100 years, one month and 15 days, four years ago, coming up in March, it would have been her 104th birthday today. So happy birthday to my beloved mom, Ruth. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And she used to listen to my radio show on her computer when she was in her 90s. Lived on her own, didn't have an aide, didn't want anybody to take care of her, played the piano, played bridge, played mahjong, had her nails and hair done every week. She was, she just was everywhere. She was glamorous. fabulous. Glamour. She was glamorous. And uh, she used to listen to the radio show and she would call me Monday nights, Rebecca at 801. Monday nights and she would say I love the show and here's what I got from this guest and that guest and then oh. after mom couldn't do it anymore and it was it was in her late 90s well she passed away lovely lanky Laura Legs my friend from dancing on Long Island I'm no longer in New York Laura emails me every Monday night and tells me what she enjoyed about the show. Oh, so Laura took Laura over the for Laura. Laura hearts for Laura. There you go. So let's do the holidays. Well, today is a very special day, not just that day, but it's National Dark Chocolate Day. Nice. Anybody have any 60, 70% chocolate hanging around? I think that qualifies. Yeah. yeah. And it's get up day, meaning did, did we all get, get up t- today? <laughs> Ta-da! Ta-da, I did. Tomorrow Today's- is a very famous holiday, and I think we all know about it. It's Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Yes. So do you think it's going to be one of those? Is the, is the Groundhog going to see his pucks of Tony Peak going to see his shadow? What do you think, Rebecca? Yes. Natasha? I'll vote yes too. <laughs> okay, I have I have no idea. As long as the day doesn't keep going like in the movie Groundhog Day. Now it's also something very special tomorrow. I I have to tell you, Rebecca. I don't know if you're ready for this, but it's Tater Tot Day. <gasps> no, no, not gonna eat Tater Tots. <laughs> Natasha, what about you? <laughs> Man, I, I might just have to. I mean, it's like I'm I'm missing on the dark chocolate day today, and I'm a chocolate lover. And then now tomorrow, tater tots. Like I have tater to tots. do one of the two, you know. But I have another one for you. Tomorrow is also National Ukulele Day. Oh, ukulele! Well, that sounds fun. Ukulele it does. It makes me want to take a trip to Hawaii. After my dad passed, we were going through the attic in my family house in Douglaston, New York. We found a ukulele in a, wow. a kind of a cloth bag. And I was selling a lot on eBay. I was between work, real work jobs, Natasha. And I put the ukulele on with a lot of pictures and somebody in Hawaii contacted me on eBay. And he said, there's a hole in the back. It, the wood is split. You're charging too much money. So he said, sell it to me for 50 bucks. I'll take it off your hands. I said, no way. This is my dad's beloved yeah. ukulele. So I kept it on and I reduced the price. And a man named Uwe something or other in Sweden said, I'm a mountain man and I only come in to get on a computer once a month. And I saw the ukulele. It's a CF Martin. I want to buy the ukulele from you. He said, you got to give me a month. And a month later, he, I put it on hold. And a month later, he got back and he paid through eBay. 
and I wrapped up this ukulele in a box that was about four feet tall, three feet wide, with so much bubble wrap you could have started a, a, a revolution with it. And we we shipped it to Sweden. And I got wow. a note through eBay. You're going to love this. I cried. I showed it to my mom, and he said, "Your dad, C.F. Martin ukulele, still has a lot of beautiful music in it. Thank you Aww. for selling it to me." Oh, wonderful. Is that, that is some, so that's sweet. a nice ukulele story. Yeah. So ukulele. ukulele day is so special, right? It really does. Now, that's Wednesday awesome. is, I don't understand this at all. You're going to have to help me with this, ladies. National Doggy Date Night. Uh, 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 we, we, should, we should just leave that one alone. It's also Carrot Cake, National Carrot Cake Day on Wednesday. Ew. In years since I've had <laughs> one of those. Ew, Rebecca? I love Ew. that cake. Give me any cake. Carrot cake, chocolate cake. Ukulele um, cake, whatever. <laughs> I'm with you, lady. It's also Golden Retriever Day, which might have something to do with doggy date night. Yeah. So, so I guess Golden Retrievers get two dates instead of one. <laughs> I guess so. And it's Women's Physicians National Day. So if you know a lady doctor, and I do, I have somebody in my family. Yay! Let's just say that. Thursday, I'm going to give you a relief here. It's Homemade Soup Day. Okay, Rebecca, nice. can you buy into that? I can buy that. What's your favorite yeah. homemade soup, Rebecca? Let's see. I think uh, off the top of my head, chicken soup. Ooh, you put yeah. any vegetables in it, any pasta, any rice? I'm like, now I, I don't eat uh, pasta and rice. So it for me, it's just like chicken, some celery. Um, Carrots? Yeah, and I put spinach in the bottom of the bowl when I pour the soup in. So it's got some nice fresh spinach Ooh, in it. Ooh, yeah, that sounds good. Very good. Nice. You ever try a little parsley on top? Ooh, that would be good, too. I like Del- uh, cilantro. We always De- have cilantro mm. in the house. Delicious. Natasha, what about you? Homemade soup, what will you have? Uh, it's the opposite of Rebecca's nice, healthy soup. <laughs> but <laughs> in the Bahamas, actually, we, my mom just made made this soup like two days ago. It's called dumpling soup. So it's like little pieces of dough. And it has like every meat <sighs> that you can think about, like pork and everything, ribs, beef, chicken, oh, yeah. and even like seafood and it's just like put together. It's like a brown broth that's all homemade. But I'm sorry, my mouth is kind of watering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds delicious. I yeah. I don't eat red meat, but I would. I'll go with the chicken, but I'll add a couple of corkscrew noodles or a little bit of rice, there Rebecca. So we're we got a lot of recipes going here. It is also thank a mail carrier day. Um, oh, wonderful. I know, I know. Now, Friday is National Give Kids a Smile Day. It's also Bubblegum Day. I'm not sure how those go together. It sounds like dental day to me, but (laughs) Bubblegum Day. But, Natasha, this is for you. It's Chocolate Fondue Day. Oh, yeah. Okay, Rebecca. an excuse, right? (laughs) Well, we all need that. It's also, this one's a little adult, Shower with a Friend Day. (laughs) Okay. Okay. It's also Wear Red Day. I, every day is Wear Red for me on the radio. And it's Weather Person's Day. Now, let's talk about a little bit here for a second, Natasha Miller, about diversity and inclusion. I think weather people, meteorologists, they call them, have been the people who get to be wrong publicly for the longest time and get paid to do it. How many times when I was living in New York did they say, major snowstorm, stay home, don't go out? Here in Durham, they do the same thing and yeah. nothing happens and they just said it the night before or 10 minutes before. So what do you think? Should we still keep them on the on the, the payroll at the radio and TV stations? <laughs> I think we should. And then, you know, it's so funny that you say that, you know, here in the Bahamas, because I'm local, a lot of our guests, because my mom has like a travel company, a lot of our guests are like, Natasia, so I'm wondering, is it going to rain? next week 
And I'm like, well, I don't know. Let's check weather.com. They're like, no, you should know. You're the local. You should know what's going on with your weather. I'm coming in June. Tell me what's going to happen. I guess so. And it's Bob Marley's birthday. It's National Eat Ice Cream for Breakfast Day. It's Frozen Yogurt Day. And it's Time to Talk Day. Which of those will you be celebrating, Natasha? I will definitely be celebrating Bob's birthday and Time to Talk Day. Because I think that there's a lot for us to talk about. I think so. Rebecca, you're back. You good? I'm back. You're back. Good. We lost we you for back. about a minute and a half and it's we fine. We missed you. We, were ju- we did. We were just saying that Saturday is Bob Marley's birthday. It's National Eat Ice Cream for Breakfast Day. It's Frozen Yogurt Day and Time to Talk Day. Any of those resonate with you, Rebecca Freeling? <laughs> time to talk is always good. And over a bowl of ice cream, <laughs> listening to some Bob Marley, that sounds like a really good day. I think so, too. And frozen yogurt, I'll try some of that in between there. Ice cream for breakfast, why not? Now, yeah. Sunday, we all know, is Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. It's also National Fettuccine Alfredo Day. Did you know mm. that, ladies? Rebecca, you don't do that, I know. And it's send a card to a friend day. And I don't know if that's a Hallmark holiday or not. I'm not sure. Send a card yeah. to a friend. So it could be updated to email, text, yes. Insta, or yeah. some other way to contact a friend. How much of your communications, let me start with you. Am I pronouncing your name wrong? Is it Natasha or Natasha? What do you prefer? Natasha is good. Natasha is also good. Once okay. it's not Natalie, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Natasha, I'm switching. My special guest, Natasha Miller is here with us. Thank you very much. I heard nice you call to meet everybody. <laughs> nice to meet you too. So tell me something. Is most of your communications or, or when you feel like being creative, do you do you do mostly Instagram? Do you do Pinterest? Are you a fan of, do you text everybody? Are you a Facebook person? I don't want to get too personal, but what's your no, style of sharing your creativity? Where, where would we find you? Well, I'm a big Facebook person. Facebook and then WhatsApp. I'm not sure if you guys use it much, but it's huge in the Caribbean. So like Mm -hmm. calling, texting, everything is through WhatsApp. And then socially, I'm a Facebooker. And I'm getting into Clubhouse too. I'm not sure if you guys are on there, but yeah. What is it? What is it? Clubhouse is like, it's a new audio app. It's like for iPhone users. And basically, it's like, it's basically like a conference and, and social media. So like, you would go into these different rooms. So you can do a room about creativity and I just jump in and then raise my hand. You would call me up on stage and I'll just start chatting. Wow. Do you do it with with avatars or you do it with video or, or just audio? No video, just audio and your picture and you have a bio so people can click on your picture and see your bio and everything. And then it connects to Instagram. So then you, people click on your Instagram and then you get you can start DMing there, but it's fully audio. Interesting. Check out the new app called Stereo. It's similar, but you use avatars and you have a conversation. People chime into your conversation, a little blurb, and you click it and they can record something like 10 seconds of their comments. Rebecca, where are you these days in terms of communications? What's your style? Um, I'm very social on Facebook with... um, People that uh, that are in Ohio, where I used to live long, long ago, but still have a lot of friends there. Um, but I also like to write cards. Uh, and there's a couple of people that I correspond with uh, in actual writing with actual stamps on actual envelopes. And in particular, a, a little kid that I've been sort of helping along through the years. I send him uh, cards every once in a while when he, I feel like he needs some encouragement. And um, I think it's great. It's a kind of a lost art, but it, people just love getting, you know, you're going through your mail and like, oh, what's this? 
oh my gosh, it's like a real person reaching right? out to actual, actually reaching out to me. Definitely. I totally agree like that. It's a lost art. And I think because it's a lost art, like if we were sending letters to each other in like 1967, it would have mm. been like, oh, hey, it's Rebecca. But right now it's like, oh, hey, it's oh Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> Think, things have changed. Ladies, I want to do a couple of famous birthdays and then I'm going to go to you, Rebecca. We want to know about your approach two-spirited children and and I want to do a little bit of a deep dive I think that's a contradictory a little bit of a deep dive we're going to do a three-minute deep dive there we'll just go with that so here are some famous birthdays today it is the birthday of Rick James who did pass away in 2004 but his full name was James Ambrose Johnson Jr. Rick James American singer-songwriter multi-instrumentalist and record producer he went into the Navy to avoid being drafted into the Army and then he deserved to Toronto and formed a band and eventually they found him and they sentenced him to a one-year prison term for desertion. He moved to California when he got out and started a rock and funk band, many of them in the 60s and 70s. And we all know him from Super Freak. I won't even attempt to go there, but thank you, Rick James. Really great music. Lisa Marie Presley was born today, very much alive and well. You know whose daughter. She's the only child of Elvis Presley and Priscilla Presley, and she is the sole heir to his estate. Did you know that? The soul. I didn't know that either. She has three record albums. She's been married only four times, including to Michael Jackson. I knew that. But did you know she was married to Nicolas Cage, the actor? No, I didn't know that. I I, I wasn't invited to that wedding. Neither was I. Her fourth husband is a music producer named Michael Lockwood, and they have twin daughters together. Patrick Wilson was born today in 1969. The only reason, and he was with formerly co-founding member of the rock band Weezer. The only reason he's here is because I'm a drummer too. And when I see a drummer in the birthdays, I want to do a salute. Patrick Wilson, happy birthday. Ronda Rousey, born in 1987. You girls, ladies know who Ronda Rousey is? I don't. Okay, Ronda Rousey is an American mixed martial art artist and actress. She is an American professional wrestler, former professional mixed mart, I guess they say MMA and judoka. She signed to the WWE as a wrestler and her longstanding name Rowdy was inherited from the late professional wrestler Rowdy Roddy Piper. So look nice. her up, Ronda, R-R-O-N-D-A-R-O-U-S-E-Y. I think she was on Dancing with the Stars. Harry Styles was born today. Oh yeah. my goodness. Woo-hoo. Musical career started as a solo in a British music competition, The X Factor. And then he was asked to join the boy band One Direction, and I think the rest is history. He's known for his flamboyant fashion, and he's the first man to appear solo on the cover of what magazine, ladies? What magazine? The first man to appear alone on the cover of what very, very famous fashion magazine? Oh, fashion. Vogue. GQ. Vogue. First man on the cover of Vogue. Harry Styles. You rock that. So that's enough. That's enough for the trivia part of the show. I would like to turn it over for a few minutes to Rebecca Freeling. Rebecca, you're here because you're creative, not because you're smart and sassy and because you like chicken soup without noodles. You're here because you're creative (laughs) about helping people find their way with spirited, defiant, difficult children who we know can. They make movies about these kids. They're comedies, they're dramas, kids who disrupt the family, disrupt the school, kids who, and I read in your book, there was a a, a child who, a boy who went to school and he went out and ran out into the yard, ran around screaming and yelling and threw himself into a raspberry patch and expected to be sitting there yelling and screaming obscenities until you You've said, do you want me to help you out? And you had a conversation 
and he regained his power and control, but on your terms. So I hope I told that story right. Rebecca, let's hear a little bit about how you use creativity to help these families. Go ahead, Rebecca. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, that little boy was, uh, that was such a metaphor for, uh, for this type of child, right? He just threw himself into this raspberry bush um, as, as if to defy me. And then he realizes, oh, I'm trapped. Uh, and yeah, it was a very powerful moment for both of us. It was his first day at my school. He expected to be judged. He expected to be punished. He expected to be considered bad because that's what he had heard um, from pretty much everybody up mm-hmm. to that point. Um, so yeah, his transformation was particularly uh, <laughs> difficult, but also really, really beautiful. Um, and I, I think I'm going to answer your question by telling you about a holiday that's on the same day as um, Groundhog Day, which is called Candlemas, okay. also known as Imbolc. <clears throat> and in the, um, in the Waldorf schools, that was the kind of school I had, there's, this, there's these very beautiful, gentle, sweet festivals. And, and there's this lantern walk where children carry these candlelit lanterns and they go on this long walk and it's supposed to be like this totally quiet, peaceful, magical thing. And, uh, and of course I tried to do that. And I, easily a quarter or a third of my class were these like total rocket ship kids, you know, <laughs> and, and expecting them to hold that level of peace and quiet for, for that long was not uh, realistic, right? And so um, people were saying, well, maybe those kids should just stay home or, you know, well, maybe they shouldn't be able to carry their lanterns. And I'm like, well, maybe we should just reinvent the festival. Mm. And so um, I moved the lantern walk, which was usually in November when everybody's already freaked out about Christmas and Thanksgiving. I moved it to Candlemas when at the beginning of February, everybody's ready to throw themselves off a building um, <laughs> and said, okay, we are going to use all the energies of these people and let these little kids lead the grown-ups in celebration. And so we had, you know, we had kids who were the gnomes, kids who were flower fairies, kids who were fire fairies, kids who were water fairies, and they all had a script, but the the adults had to follow them. So they were put in charge of these things. And of course, every, you know, a lot of them wanted to be the fire fairies because they got to help light the bonfire, you know. Mm. Um, and, and it was really about looking at who's here. Okay, here I have, there's another child in the book whose name is Carl. His whole thing was, I need to make an impact on the world. And of course, the initial way a three-year-old makes an impact is socially inappropriate, mm-hmm. right? It, yep. And it got him kicked out of school, of a little preschool. Um, but what he ended up doing in our class was being the woodworker, being the toy maker. And in this, this Candlemas festival, he was the lead fire fairy. And he was, I put him in charge of safety. And so when you turn a kid's attention to something that is really actually important and not just some little like, oh, well, you can wipe off the table and then I'm going to come and wipe it off after you because you did it wrong. But Mm. like, no, he knew. 
his job was safety and he was super good at it, you know, and, and some of that aggression and some of that, I have to control everybody. That's actually appropriate for a firefighter. That's actually appropriate for a guardian of the school safety. And so it's things like that, that I found work to really help shift. You don't, you're not shifting the energy itself. You're shifting the direction of it. And, you know, one thing I say is, okay, we're going to get on, we're going to get on Carl's train and we're going to take it to my station. So I'm not going to make him be something he's not. I am going to teach him how to be himself in an environment where there are other people that also are being themselves. And to do that, you do have to be open <laughs> to creative energy pretty much all the time. It's a, you know, it's a lot of work. To, it's a lot to of work. Able to do that. Thank you, Rebecca. I, I have a couple of notes from your book I'm going to ask you about for a, in a minute. But did you feel that, did you say, well, I'm Rebecca and I have a creative way of looking at things that might not be exactly what parents and teachers and community leaders have been doing before. I'm going to step outside the box. I'm going to push the envelope. I'm going to break the mold. I'm going to stop with the anger and the yelling and the bad kid and go to your room. And I'm going to say, what can we do to work with them? But I'm going to be creative about it. Did you think that you were being creative? It's just, hey, there's got to be a better way to do this. I, I like to think that people who are creative acknowledge that for themselves. So Rebecca, what did you think? I, uh, let's see, did I think I was being creative? <laughs> yes, I did. Um, <laughs> I had, I'd worked with kids as a nanny beforehand and, and I have, you know, and I was a songwriter and a storyteller. And so I was familiar with working in the sort of creative spirit Mm -hmm. And there's a certain confidence, I think, that that creative people can have um, where I just said, okay, I don't know. I don't mm -hmm. know what's going to happen. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I would do like a little meditation every night where I would just see this child, not, not even embodied, right? Just like, okay, here's Kate. Okay, Kate every day tears apart the room at cleanup time. She's supposed to be cleaning up and she tears everything apart. Here she is. What's that energy look like? What's that? And so I'm just like trying to see, uh, a, you know, a visual of what is the energy? What does it feel like? What does it want to do? And it's not like I would wake up in the morning with the idea, like some creative people do. Yep. I just trusted in it. And I was just like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do today, but here's Kate. And let me walk over to her. And whew, here comes an idea. I, I love that. Natasha, I'd like you to comment. Anything, I'm, I'm seeing you nodding and smiling. Any comments on, on what Rebecca just shared? And do you consider yourself a creative person? I think we know the answer. But Natasha, talk to, talk to Rebecca. What do you think? No, yeah, I totally love that. And I love that you gave Kate the space mm -hmm. to speak to you, you know, like when you have doing the job like that you're doing, which is so super, super, super important and life changing in the most literal sense. It's great that you you don't say, OK, well, I'm Rebecca and guess what? I know everything. Like, I love that you said that you don't know it all and you allowed yourself the time because like you said, some people are just like they wake up and they're like, I have a new song. 
It was called the Beach Boys song. And now I'm, I'm just a go. You know what I mean? And then there are other people that like have to sit on it and just giving yourself that opportunity to be patient for that idea to come in and then just trusting and keep. I love that. Very, very interesting. In a way, I always find a common thread. I don't book guests together because you have the same topic or the same theme or the same background. Obviously not. But in a way, your work theme, Natasha Miller, of diversity and inclusion consulting for companies and why it's a good thing. And I talk about this on a lot of my, my other person's business radio shows is the same as Rebecca saying, these kids have something to contribute Include them. They are the diverse child in the room. They need to be included and worked with and understood. Rebecca, is that a way to look at it as a D&I ethic, Uh, basically? Yeah, it is. Because, and and I think it's exactly the, the questions we have or some of the difficulties we have with inclusion, with race or gender. Um, And, and this is it's like this mindset, this is why kids get kicked out of preschool. I'm a teacher. I run a program called Rebecca's Program. And mm-hmm. you don't fit into Rebecca's Program, so you need to leave. You know, right? Which is the same thing we run into with, you're a stockbroker. You don't look like a stockbroker. We are stockbrokers, right? We are white. We, white t- we wear ties, you know. We stand up when we pee. Like, we have this thing. You don't fit. You're out. Rather than what really makes it successful in a family and in a classroom and in a business where you're like, we want to accomplish X. Who's here that wants to do it with us? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Look at this. There's so many ways we can do this. Let's explore let's ask how do we get from here to there with who's on the boat who's in the train fascinating i i'm i'm enjoying this i want to read a couple of the rules from rebecca's book and i want to have you both respond just very briefly we're looking at 12 more minutes to the show we have more to cover so a couple of rules and and Tasha, i want your input on this as well rebecca says rules and boundaries are not suggestions or preferences and this is in regard to parents setting rules and boundaries rebecca quickly where did this come from um hey you want to get your shoes on Hey, I'd really like it if you'd put your uh, bowl in the sink, honey. It would make it look so nice in here, don't you think? Rather than, please put your bowl in the sink, Red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Mom. <laughs> okay. I, I, that sounded to me like a, a boundary. Natasha, what do you think? <laughs> Rules and boundaries? I think that Rebecca would do well as a parenting coach in the Bahamas because we are very much... <laughs> We are very much the put in, put the bowl in the sink people, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I thoroughly agree with that. And I noticed that, you know, being suggestive, because I love that you said like, it's a rule. It's not a suggestion because if you make it a suggestion, that means there's a yes or no, right? Like maybe I don't feel like it, mom. Maybe I don't like the sink anymore. You know, maybe I just want to put it on this table. Maybe I like this table. I don't want it. Right. But if you say like, this is it, you know, it's, I think that there's an authority that comes with that too, rather than saying, you know, can I, can I, can you please be kind to me and speak to me respectfully? It's like, excuse me, you're going to be kind to me and you're going to speak to me respectfully because this is what it is. Mommy. And you're you're going to put your bowl in the sink. The next one is an interesting rule. It's listening should be a family rule. I think it should be a everybody rule, Rebecca. And listening, your definition is responding to a directive the first time it is given. Yeah. 
Wow. Interesting concept. Just briefly talk about that, and then I want Natasha's comments. Go ahead, Rebecca. So uh, there's two pieces to that. There's the child's piece, which is doing the responding, but then there's the parent's piece of how are you presenting it, right? Level the playing field. If you really want me to do it, tell me to do it. But don't be a jerk about it, right? Oh, you're a slob. Why do you leave your ball on the play? It's supposed to go in this thing. No, that's not fair. Who wants to listen to that? Please put it in the sink. Please put your shoes on. We're going to leave in five minutes. In another couple minutes, I'm going to ask you to put your shoes on. Please put your shoes on. Here we go. And you're not expecting somebody to jump to, right? I'm watching a show on my iPad and you say, it's dinner time. And I'm expected to drop the iPad. Yes, ma'am. That's not what we're talking about. It's a, this listening uh, is a two-way street, just, you know, just as it is between adults. I can ask you, I can set a boundary with you, and you can choose to honor it or not, and then I choose what I'm going to do, and we can talk about it. We need to teach kids how to talk so other people will listen <laughs> to them, and we're modeling ah. all of that. There's so much happening when you're just saying, Please brush your teeth. Natasha, thoughts? Um, first of all, I just want to say that having this conversation just makes me realize how much DEI and parenting aligns. <laughs> like, it's like diversity and inclusion and parenting. Like, who knew that there were so many synergies? Because that listening is definitely one of them. And I love the way that you describe listening, you know? And that's something, I learned something today, too. Because for me, like, I have a little brother. He's three. And then I'm just like, you know, Nimaya, stop watching TV. I need you to come eat now. And like, I'm so impatient. Like if he's like watching his SpongeBob or Peppa Pig, I'm like, you've been watching this for an additional two minutes. Did you not hear me? You know? So I love that you talked about, you know, like giving them time because I do expect him to be like, yes, Natasha, I'm going to turn off everything right now, mid conversation. So thank you for that. That was a tidbit for me. Interesting. Good. Some family relevance there. And one more we're going to cover, Rebecca. Accountability means consequences. Isn't this true for everybody at all ages? Isn't this the big one? Rebecca, give us just a minute or so of relevance and then we'll do Natasha. Then we're going to start to to wrap up. We have about eight minutes left. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Consequences is the C word of parenting. Um, (laughs) People are not really into hearing about it. Oh, it's punishment. Oh, it's not good for them. No, they should never hear the word no. And I'm like, no, you can't. Maybe there's like six kids on the planet who can really thrive in that kind of environment. Kids need to learn how to set boundaries. They need to learn how to say no. They need to learn how to follow through. They also need to have the experience of of, of having a consequence, having a result of their actions. And I'm not talking about punishing. I'm not talking about shaming. Um, I'm talking about, okay, you can watch your show after you make your bed vacuum the living room and turn in your homework. And I'm not going to do any of that stuff. Okay, fine. You're not going to watch your show. End of conversation. Um, Or, you know, you can have dessert uh, if you have done your chores before dinner. You didn't do your chores. You don't get dessert. Okay. Nobody's shaming anybody. Nobody's punishing anybody. But kids really need to feel that so that they learn how to do it themselves. 
that's one key piece. Thank you very much. Natasha, instead of asking you to comment on that, I have a question for you. As a stand-up, I'm you know, a whole 180 here, maybe a 360. As a stand-up, and you were in not in the Bahamas, and you were in Dubai, you were in China, comedy is very t- contextual. It's also today very PC. I don't know how long ago you were doing that, but they I, I when I was taught when I was taught how to form my comedy it was you don't want to offend anybody but you want to make people think give them a chance to reflect right but comedy has to be in context so if you're talking about stuff the audience doesn't know anything about it's going to go right over the head and they're going to go right out the door and the beer is yeah. going to stop flowing and the the tavern owner or the club owner is going to say what you can't come back you cost me a whole bunch of money nobody ordered anything so how did you do contextual cultural context in a country where you were new. I, I really wanted, I should have asked you this earlier. I'm sorry, but go ahead, Natasha, take a couple minutes, please. No problem. So that's a really interesting question. And, you know, like I always tell people that Dubai is a super open culture, super open uh, city in a very open-esque country. So like there were, but there were still things that I couldn't say, you know what I mean? So a lot of my comedy because because there's like Dubai is so multicultural, right? Like I work with 60 plus nationalities. So like it's like super multicultural. And what I made fun of because, you know, self-deprecation, as you know, in comedy is like huge. So yep. I talked about all the little things that I learned and um, the things that I experienced. So I would make fun of the things that I didn't know and the things that I didn't understand. And, you know, the, the very funny little things that happened to me in Dubai, like children looking at my hair and like being like, ah, what is this? And like random strangers touching my hair and like just the little things that I didn't know, like not understanding the Indian accent when I first got to Dubai and working in a hotel and, you know, I'm saying one thing, they're saying another thing. And next thing you know, the guest has no towels and they checked out early. It's just like, (sighs) yeah. So that's what I did. I made fun of me, made fun of me learning about the different cultures because it's not like I was just learning about um, people that are, from Dubai, I'm learning also about Indians and Sri Lankans and Germans and Russians and everything like that along the way as well. Absolutely fascinating. I will say you're a very brave lady to do that. And yes, one of the cardinal rules of comedy is if there's something funny about you, you're short, you're too tall, you got a funny looking nose, you got something wrong with something, whether it's congenital or accidental, yeah. identify. Oh, yeah. yeah, you ever seen nose like this come in three yeah, feet before exactly. the person got on stage? Hey, that's exactly. me. What do you think my life is like? Exactly. You call it, it, it's like in sales, right? You, mm-hmm. you, Acknowledge the objection before the customer has there a, you chance, go. There a you chance go. to do it. Ladies, we've got four minutes left, and I want to make sure we cover a couple of things. Um, let's talk to you, Natasha. What, what's next for you? Where are you going? What are you doing? You're going to go back to comedy. Where are you when you're in the Bahamas now? Just give us a little bit. We've got three minutes left. We're going to divide it. Minute for you, minute for Becca, minute for me. Natasha, okay. where are you going next? Well, actually, I'm going to really throw myself into this diversity and inclusion thing. I think that 2021 is definitely the year. Well, it's been a year. It's been years since we've needed it. So I'm really going into that. And also, I'm, I'm in the Bahamas. My mom, like I said, do, does a has a travel company. So I'm working there. So I'm basically going to be like a serial entrepreneur trying to impact the world by giving amazing vacations and also changing the world by helping people to learn how to have good rules for each other and set boundaries and everything that Rebecca is talking about. Wow, you two are getting along so well. She's talking like you, Rebecca, already. (laughs) Rebecca Freeling, I've got a minute and a half for you. What are you doing next? What's on your horizon, Rebecca? (laughs) I'm going to watch Natasha's comedy on 
YouTube if I can find it. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, we're developing programs for parents that are more intensive. Um, COVID is just like wreaking havoc on the relationships in the family. And so we're really mm-hmm. honing those programs. I'm doing a lot more publicity, getting on podcasts, trying to reach more people um, and just really trying to get the message out and get help out to people that their children are strong and beautiful and fantastic. And they can really have an amazing family life together when they really include everybody in the family in the most genuine way. And thank you. And Rebecca, in your book, I noticed that you you do say some of this takes practice in terms of parents changing their behavior, their way of communicating their rules. And it may not work the first time or the second time, but you and you have examples. Let's give a quick website. Natasia, where can people find you? Natasia.com. N-A-T-A-J-I-A dot com. She's a one-name wonder, just like Cher, Madonna. Gaga's almost there. She'll get to your level. <laughs> Rebecca, where can people find you? Witsandparenting.com. W-I-T-S-P-A-R-E-N-T-I-N-G dot com. And you can find me on Read My Lips Radio Cool Conversations with Creatives on Voice America, anywhere at Voice America, but we are on the Empowerment Channel. I have a everybody say thank you to Josh, my engineer. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Josh. He's always so good to us, keeps us on the air and does great sound checks. And I have I found some some of the words of wisdom I used to read on my radio shows. Back in 2014, 2016, I found notes. I resubscribed to Quark Express and I was able to open up all those old documents with nice. my notes. Now I do things on Word and it's a little easier. So here, I think you're both going to like us. We're almost ready to, to, to end here. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. Is there any other kind? Laugh uncontrollably. Love truly. And never regret anything that made you smile. And one more thing. Work like you don't need the money. Dance like nobody's watching. Sing oh, like nobody's listening. Don't listen. And love like you've never been hurt. Money talks. Chocolate sings. Right, Natasha? And that last does. but not least, here's the radio show's ending. Thank you for turning me on. Radio Red says bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Talk to bye. you next week. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host aka Radio Red again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool creative week. <laughs>